Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. How's it going, everybody? Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry post-Christmas and post-happy holidays. Actually, New Year's is coming up, so yay. And my birthday. Yeah, so. and Olden's birthday. So, which we all know we all celebrate. So, yes, if, if all around the world. Yeah, if you guys aren't uh, cheering my name on Wednesday, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Wonder Woman 1984 and what was supposed to be Happiest Season, but Jimmy botched it and didn't watch the movie. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be coming at you hot next week. Yeah, we'll do two movies next week, I guess. Uh, yeah, but first we've got to do Tom's. That is not how the intro goes, but I'll edit it, so whatever. <laughs> that one movie podcast. <laughs> Tomp. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Do you want me to say it again here? No, it's okay, Holden. I, I, I botched watching Happiest Season, so you can botch the intro. We're, <laughs> we're even now. <laughs> you get back to back at me for me having to edit that together. So Yay. Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get started. Holden, what do we got this week? All right. So, of course, to start out, we've got some release dates. Uh, actually, no delays this week, but just some new news. Um, first off, uh, this is coming at you hot from Warner Brothers. Uh, we have the Furiosa Mad Max movie is going to be released on June 23rd, 2023. Uh, they clarified that this it will be released in theaters and not on HBO Max because people are mad or like the film industry is mad about their decision of HBO Max. I like how there's been so much news about this Furiosa spinoff and it's not coming <laughs> until 2023. I know. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, like Fury Road was so I mean, it wasn't a big box office hit when it came out, but it's gained a lot of momentum since. And so I think it's just people hyped for a new one. And so it's making a lot of news. I don't see it like people liked Fury Road, but like I don't see that this one's going to be so much more popular, especially considering it's a spinoff. I just I just don't see, I think it's like 2023 is a whole eight years after the, the uh, after Fury Road came out. So I feel like mm-hmm. they lost the momentum. Yeah. The momentum that the very fast momentum that Fury Road had. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Holden. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. Um, I think, I mean, George Miller is going to be returning, so I'm sure it'll be exciting. I hope he puts that happy feet magic into the film. <laughs> um, babe, two pig in the city magic into the film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a Brokaw. Sure, I'll give it a Brokaw to Holden. Uh, then the next up is uh, Coyote versus Acme, which I didn't know this was a movie that was coming out. It's apparently a live action animation hybrid kind of Looney Tunes thing, obviously with Wiley e. Coyote and something with the Acme Corporation. 
Um, which I just looked up recently what Acme meant, and I couldn't remember what it said. But yeah, it was like kind of interesting. Just I'm gonna say Acme. Bombadil because I don't care. Well, I was <laughs> I I was gonna add James Gunn is gonna be the writer for it. I'm still gonna go Bombadil. Sorry, I'll James go Bergeron because I don't really care. It's coming out July 21st, 2023, though. Unless Quentin Tarantino's making that sucker. <laughs> Count me <laughs> out. What Fair if that's enough. his last movie? Wiley okay. Coyote movie. So we've got some Wonder Woman news, Jimmy. And we, we have opinions on the new film, but we gotta we gotta reserve them for the review. So just just take this news at face I actually value. have no opinions. I just sat there and I was just was like I just watched it and then I left and I don't feel anything. <laughs> you hadn't thought about it since. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, two days after the release of Wonder Woman 1984, uh, WB confirmed that another Wonder Woman is in development. What a surprise. It's not like Wonder <laughs> Woman is super popular. It's not like uh, the first one made like a billion dollars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's so it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins again, and apparently it's according to WB chief uh, Toby Emmerich, it's going to be the final film in the trilogy. I didn't realize it was a trilogy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you'd think they're talk- connected or something. What? You'd think they'd be more connected or something. I guess yeah. they're connected enough. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can talk about that more in the review. Um, Steve but, Trevor comes back as a dog. Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, but it's apparently not it's, going to be made just, until... What? I just want to say it's it's just a dog with Chris Pine's head. That would it's be very pretty good. disturbing. It's a, it's a really, it's a horror. <laughs> it's a horror It's movie. a horror film. Wonder uh, but Woman it's not 2020. It's not going to be made until after Patty Jenkins directs Rogue Squadron, uh, which I think is coming out 2023, so we won't be getting this one for a while. And then we'll get Cleopatra in 2038. Yeah, just whenever Patty, that happens. Patty Jenkins is doing more movies than D&D. Yeah. <laughs> She's got more stuff on her plate than all those guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, uh, I mean, the Russo brothers, too. Yeah. Oh. Um. She's a busy woman in Hollywood. She is. Which is good to good to see. I mean, good for her. She usually makes good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only seen... Well, I guess counting the new Wonder Woman, I think I've only seen three of her movies. But I saw Monster starring Charlize Theron. That was a really good movie. That's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, so I guess... I'll give I'll it a give, Broca. Yeah, sure. Um... And then more DC news. This is actually like the first week where I don't think I have any Marvel news at all. Um, but got a bunch of DC news. Uh, so WB has said or stated that they're going to start releasing two DC films a year exclusively on HBO Max. Uh, and they, they said that this will focus on smaller, maybe riskier characters that uh, maybe wouldn't be as successful on the big screen. Uh, they gave Static Shock, which we already knew was going to be a movie. They gave that as an example. Uh, D- but they still want to continue to put up to four movies a year in theaters. So that would be, <laughs> at max, six movies a year. <laughs> um, and then they also, and they're still wanting to continue with their streaming like TV show spinoffs, like the that Gotham PD one they talked about, and that uh, that John Cena Peacemaker 
show or whatever. They're still wanting to do those. They didn't give a year where they're planning on starting this plan. I would assume 2022 or 2023, just because this next year's that simultaneous in like WB theatrical release thing. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of DC content. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess if I'm probably not going to watch them, honestly. And yeah, I, so I guess, I don't know if I have, to, if we have to watch it for the podcast, at least I don't have to pay extra for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, if it's, if it's not going to theater, like I like the idea of doing more niche things on the streaming service, but I'm just afraid that a lot of that stuff I'm just, is not going to interest me personally, but I think it will interest other people. So I think it's cool that other people get to see stuff that they wouldn't be able to justify doing it for the big screen at a bigger budget. So, you know what? I've talked myself into a broke Holden. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as we, you know, kind of gave Marvel crap a couple weeks ago with all the stuff they announced, you know, DC, it's not all connected in DC, which yeah, is the it's nice not all thing. I don't need so, to watch the static shock movie. If there's something, yeah. Yeah. If there's something you don't want to watch, something that doesn't look interesting, you don't need to watch it. And I mean, if they're coming out with this many movies and stuff, then maybe some of it will be more stylish, a little bit more creative than just really bad CG. <laughs> <laughs> with like a really I don't know just the the DC movies we've been getting up until now um but yeah I I think I'll give it a Broca too honestly I didn't think it was going to be a Broca but yeah you're right it is pretty cool yeah um next up a little bit of uh, uh on set drama and actually this reminded me of the other one that we forgot to talk about <laughs> last week and this this is a yes. different one so we'll we'll bring it up in a little bit all right and maybe you can talk about that because i didn't write it down but um this one apparently shia labeouf was fired from his newest film uh he was starring in olivia wilde's next film called don't worry darling and it's uh he was starring alongside chris pine and florence Pugh. and apparently he violated her quote zero a-hole policy <laughs> <laughs> on films <laughs> and he clashed with the cast and crew and displayed very poor behavior is what uh the what olivia wilde said it didn't really get into specifics but i mean i've i mean i've heard stuff about shia labeouf before so it's not i guess super surprising <laughs> uh yeah i i'm not a very big shia labeouf fan i know that the internet likes him for whatever reason but he's he's kind of a meme he is, but he doesn't seem... I mean, I don't know him, so it's hard to judge yeah. him, but uh, I like the no a-hole policy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good good for them for sticking up for um, for the good of the cast and the crew and just saying, nope, get out of here. We'll, we'll replace you. It's a privilege yeah. <laughs> to do this. Don't need you. Yeah, I, I'll probably... I mean, I guess if he was being a jerk, I'll give it a broke off. Yeah, broke off for me too, Holden. All right. Uh, Tom yeah, I want to Cruise. talk about the Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, we, we dropped the ball on this one. We should have talked about it last week. But Tom Cruise, uh, Mission Impossible 7 is being made right now. And some of the crew were not following the COVID protocols. And you can look this up. Uh, and there's like a, a video or an audio recording of it that you can find online. But he just lays into them about like, we're the ones trying to prove that the movie industry can come back and we're trying to save jobs and <laughs> save lives and you people are just 
running all over that and you're being a disgrace and he's just swearing at him and going crazy and like I I can imagine that tension tensions are always high on movie sets to a certain yeah. extent because there's a lot of pressure to get things right um so I'm guessing there's other things going on and and I mean 2020 has been a stressful year for everybody in in certain ways um so I'm guessing a lot of that there were more things behind that uh, that just led him to explode <laughs> um yeah I I uh, I think you know good for Tom Cruise for just not dealing with with this crap and being like, hey, you want to work on this movie? You want the job? We'll replace you with someone who will follow it and do you know? Because yeah, I mean, you can be replaced in Hollywood. There's always going to be someone behind you. So take it seriously. It's a privilege to do it to make movies. And uh, I th- yeah, I think it's like good that he's taking it seriously. However, I wonder I, like. I guess I don't know too much of the context or I don't know if anyone really does. I like, was it just like a one-time occurrence where it was like an accident that someone just didn't follow it correctly one time? Or was it like, I mean, if it was a continuous thing, then obviously that's not good. But if it was just like a genuine like mistake or something that one of the crew members did, like feel kind of bad for the guy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would hope that it would have to be a repeated thing for him to just lose his mind like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think you have to take it seriously and, uh, better safe than sorry. And I, I, I agree with Tom Cruise. I want movies to come back Me and too. I want them to do it safely. So yeah. yeah. What's next, Holden? Uh, next up, uh, we have the announcement of, I think before I maybe, I think earlier this year in August, maybe from what I was seeing in this report, uh, that, that there was talk of an Exorcist reboot. However, I think what is actually happening is they're making a sequel to the original film, uh, Exorcist 2. Now, this is going to be following alongside Halloween, the already successful uh, new Halloween film. Well, I think Texas Chainsaw is doing. Uh, I think there's other movies that are doing it too and I can't remember where they're just kind of forgetting all the bad ones and <laughs> and just like keeping the ones they like which for the most part are just the first films Exorcist Dark Fate yeah <laughs> oh yeah Terminator there we go um, but yeah so it's gonna be forgetting all of them aside from the classic original film from the 70s uh, which is good because the Exorcist 2 is apparently like the original Exorcist 2 is considered one of the worst movies ever made um, but it's going to be directed by David Gordon Green, who has been doing the new Halloween films, and it's going to be produced by Blumhouse. There we go. I mean, I still haven't seen the original, so I got to see it. But I'll give it a broca. Could yeah, be I'll good. Give it a broca. I, I enjoyed the Halloween 2018 a lot. So looking yeah. forward to Halloween Kills. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I. Hopefully, they just don't on the exorcist because <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic for a reason somebody's just pooping on a priest yeah let's not do that yeah. uh next up uh we have i i mentioned the russo russo brother i said russo the russo brothers earlier uh because here's yet another project i think last week we just talked about something else they were doing but here's another thing they're doing uh they're involved you know it's not uh disclosed whether they're producing or directing uh, but they are involved in a new adaptation, yet another adaptation of A Christmas Carol. 
don't we get enough of these? <laughs> I, I, I don't even really like the, A Christmas Carol, so yeah, I'll well, say Bombadil. Well, okay, I, before before you say that, Jimmy, let me win you over with this no. bit. Okay, so it's going to be set in modern times. It's a modern adaptation, no. and it's written by Mark Swift and Damien Shannon, who wrote Baywatch. <laughs> wow, you won me over, Olden. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I have a soft spot for, like, the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol that's, like, only 15 minutes long or something like that. I, I like to watch that almost every year, and that's on Disney+. Plus. Um, but that's really... You I know, feel we, like that's we actually... We already the, perfected it with a Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine, so... never I've still never seen it. I've seen parts of it. It's all right. I just don't really like the story that much. And, and you've, yeah. I've heard it so many times. Yeah, just everyone knows it at this point. It's kind of boring. <laughs> I think it's pretty boring. Uh, but but my my dad maybe was watching I the be Jim Carrey one. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe I shouldn't be such a Scrooge about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll give it a Bombadil, I guess. Who yeah, needs another adaptation? And apparently, I didn't. When I was reading this article, apparently there's already one being made with like Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. I don't remember. It's like a musical adaptation one. I'm like. What? two in the works we don't need two i think you know what should be done illumination should remake it oh yes <laughs> let's do it i think their uh super mario bros movie might be coming out this next year can't wait yes i can what's next <laughs> uh my last bit of news i just put it at the end since it you know it's kind of gaming related but it is movie news uh, Sony said this week that they are creating three movies and seven TV shows based on their video game properties. Um, it's uh, it's unclear if Uncharted and The Last of Us are included in this, but God, I hope so. Because <laughs> if not, that that's just ten more things that they're making. Uh, yeah. So I mean, maybe God of War, maybe Horizon, maybe. Ratchet and Clank. There's already a, a Ratchet and Clank movie that came out. There is, yeah. Uh, maybe a Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. Icon- iconic. Maybe they're just including the Spider-Man ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to think like what those could be. Jin I mean, Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. I'd watch a Ghost of Tsushima show. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there's older popular stuff too, like Killzone, I guess. I, I don't know. Weird to me that they're making this many. They're, they're, <laughs> they're going all in on movies and TV, and they don't even have like anything good out yet. So. Yeah, they haven't really made anything yet. So. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we we've got Uncharted coming in like less than a year, finally. So somehow, somehow. It'll All get right. delayed due to COVID. All right, hold on. Are we going on to Wonder Woman? Well, I'm going to give it a Brokaw first. Okay, I'll give it a Brokaw, even though you were like begrudgingly being like, yeah, this no, is too I mean, many. I'm kind of, I, I want to see, the, I, I like seeing video games being adapted, but I just like they're never good. <laughs> well, if they make 10 of them, one's bound to be good. Well, right? knock on wood. Wow. All right. 
Wonder Woman 1984 or Wonder Woman 84. WW84. Whichever one it is. Yes. Non-spoilers first. Okay, so this will be a significantly shorter episode than we have been putting out. Thank just because goodness. Huh? <laughs> we're only 20 minutes in and we're already on our only review. That's okay, Holden. I got the synopsis here, all right? Deanna Prince. You heard of her. She's Wonder Woman. Diana. Right? Diana. Whatever. <laughs> I said Deanna. Diana. Yeah. Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she comes into her full powers, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. Why? They never really explain it. But soon, <laughs> Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength, agility, and very cheesy cheese curls. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Does it say that in the synopsis? That's right there. That's what it says. <laughs> I didn't add anything to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I guess quick thoughts on the first Wonder Woman movie. Um, I didn't... I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I feel... I mean, I can... It's one of those movies... It's kind of like Black Panther for me where like I appreciate the cultural impact that it had. Um, obviously that was the first mainstream, uh, superhero, uh, female driven superhero film. Um, and so for that, obviously awesome. I didn't, I, but it's one of those movies that every time I think about, like, if I ever want to watch it again, I don't really, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of dull. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a lot, I guess I don't have a lot to say about it. Cause I just think it's kind of meh. I've only seen it once. I remember liking it, and then the ending, I was like, well, this is weird and bad, and yeah. apparently studio-forced. <laughs> so <laughs> it is, It's truly a bad ending. Um, but I, you know, I like the rest of it. I, I think it's I think it's better than this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, this says 1984 on here. I feel like 84 sounds better. Um, I think 84 is like, they've been using that in the posters and stuff. It, well, it says WW84. Yeah, I think it is Wonder Woman 1984, though. Yeah, which is, yeah, whatever. Bit, um, bit of a mouthful. Yeah, this movie, it it it's two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so long. Like, aside from all the other problems I have with it, it's just, it... It doesn't need to be two and a half hours. This movie could be cut in half, I think. Like, you really could. You could trim at least 45 minutes off of it. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not even just like, oh, you know, if you t if you trimmed out 20 minutes, tightened it up a bit, it would be a lot better. No, I, I genuinely feel like like half of every scene could just be cut out. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, just like... The themes that are trying to be driven home in this movie is like you're not gonna find happiness through material possessions, and you, you gotta find satisfaction in what you have and the people around you and those relationships and, um, and just like yeah, wanting more and greed is just gonna ruin everything. Um, and it is uh, this movie just seems 
like I think they intentionally made it hammy, but it just yeah. it is not. It just doesn't feel like a good movie when you're watching it. It just no. like you're just like I don't think this is how I was supposed to feel during these moments. Yeah, it it just. <laughs> I mean, okay, I've seen a lot of comparisons to, like, Christopher Reeve's Superman movies and stuff. And, I mean, if that's what they're going for, I get it. I kind of get that vibe, but it just doesn't work here. But they're, but they're not, because they're trying. maybe they're trying to do that, but they're also they're trying to say so many things at the same yeah. time. It's like, so, like, <laughs> there's this Which those Christopher magical... Reeve super those Christopher Reeve Superman movies were never, like, thematically deep or anything or never really tried to be and so <laughs> trying to combine those two things just doesn't really work i think it sound it felt like they were trying to make a movie that was thematically resonant yeah it was just they tried they put their hands in too many different buckets of like oh i want to say this message and i want to say this message and i want to say this and the problem is you only have two hands so they just really only have like a finger here and a finger there and they're not really (laughs) grabbing reaching any depth you know they're not really they're not achieving anything by just spreading themselves so thin and it's like oh look at these issues in the middle east and this guy wants this lady to have a heart (laughs) attack and so basically i think we need to explain like i guess very minor spoilers for this movie there's a stone in this movie that grants you dream stone a one wish um, it grants you one wish, yes. and if you, you, but by wishing it, it takes away something, which they don't really explain until <laughs> halfway through the movie. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? And it still doesn't make any sense. This movie has so many plot holes. I'm really not a big plot hole person, but it is impossible to sit through this movie and be like, this does not make just, any sense. There's so many things that go unexplained, and I mean, some a bunch of them. I'm gonna have to wait till spoilers, but yeah. But it's yeah, it's just like this. There's problems in the Middle East. Everybody's shooting nukes at each other, and <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? This is just ridiculous. It just feels so cheesy and bad and outdated. And then it's like, see, greed is evil, and relationships. And there's there's a literally a moment where Wonder Woman's like talking to the audience and saying yeah. the themes, and it's like, oh my gosh <laughs> and the a- the action is so cheesy it is and physics I, just don't even apply it apparently no they don't to exist. anybody to i any, not like it's okay if it's just like wonder woman but just like anybody <laughs> or yeah objects. no so there's okay I, there's one specific action scene that i thought was hilarious and I thought I actually kind of enjoyed watching and it was probably the one part of the movie where i was like all right i'm kind of having a good time with this um, but I just felt like, yeah, the, I mean, what little action there is, by the way, this, this two and a half hours superhero movie does not have very much action in it. Um, but the rest of it, I just felt was so, yeah, ridiculous and boring at the same time. And there were so many cliches in this movie too. And I mean, I thought the acting was all right for what they have been giving like i thought chris pine was good i thought yeah um chris pine and you know gal gadot still have really good chemistry i thought that was a positive of the original wonder woman movie and i don't think that's really any different here 
I think I could have used more of that. Honestly, yeah. I think you could. I think they should have cut out a character from this movie. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. Um, even though I thought they were played well, I thought uh, Pedro Pascal was just like he's chewing the scenery a little bit, but I, I enjoyed him. I, I like, yeah, I loved his performance. <laughs> I thought his he was having a lot of fun. I thought his lines were not great, and his no. story arc was very weird and predictable but also just like what the heck this doesn't make any sense no his his arc is so it got weirder the more i thought about it after i watched the movie (laughs) there's so many conveniences involved and um yeah i a lot of it just doesn't make sense to me too it's just so many plot holes like i said uh i thought kristen wig was good too yeah i didn't think her i mean I just I it felt a little overcrowded. I thought she was the one character you could take out. I did too. And I I mean if you took out her character, this movie would be a lot shorter cuz they spent a lot of time on her. <laughs> they did. And Which, I I oh. like I don't know. I didn't hate it, but it's a character that's been done before in other movies. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean I I mean, I've seen stuff since, but while I was watching the movie, I directly compared her to Selena Kyle in Batman Returns. I'm like, this is exactly the same as Michelle Pfeiffer she in that movie. She even looks like her Yeah, a same bit. character design, like, sa- same personality, same motives for most of the movie. Uh, it's just... Yeah, I thought it was, like, the same character, pretty much. As if you had, like, taken her character... If you... If her character didn't go the way it did in the third act, it would have been like the exact same character. Um, I will say maybe this is like the best version of it. I just don't think you necessarily needed it in this movie. And I think having it in this movie, it just kind of was like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was strange that with how much time they spent on her like it didn't really feel much i didn't feel like it was much more fleshed out than any of those other versions we had seen like it just kind of felt like yeah she's i felt that that i think they established her character better at the beginning than those other versions they just and then they just kind of like drop her (laughs) they do i'm like they just gotta at the end her third act stuff is just the okay i guess that's over with then we're done (laughs) Um, yeah, this, I just, there, I, we can talk about things specifically in spoilers. I just thought this movie was not good. Like, I, I would say the performances, uh, were, were solid. The, I thought the music was hit or miss for me. I, I liked it certain parts. I did definitely feel like it's telling us what to feel in these moments a little bit. Yeah. And, it was and okay, it was, but I, I didn't think it was... I mean, it's Hans Zimmer. I didn't think it was, like, exceptional Hans Zimmer. It just no. kind of felt like like generic Hans Zimmer for a lot of it. Yeah, which, I mean, generic Hans Zimmer is still a pretty decent yeah. score. I think it complemented the movie well. I just think it, it, the movie didn't live up to the music at sometimes. Like, it was like, <laughs> this is supposed to be emotional. And it's like, it's not. If anything, <laughs> it's probably funny. <laughs> uh, I definitely did laugh ironically at things in this. And yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I, a lot of that for me was Pedro Pascal. I don't like, I, I mean, I think he was very hammy, but I don't know like when I was supposed to be laughing and when I wasn't, but I was just kind of laughing at him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah so many things just don't make sense and and it'll be fun to pull these things apart in <laughs> in spoilers <laughs> there's just um, i i wonder if things like what was cut from this movie because i'm like this just doesn't really have any explanation or like why why does this need to happen they don't why does she need to be incognito like they uh, okay. did not As- explain that. <laughs> and aside from like the conf- like the political conflicts that are brought up s- randomly throughout the movie, like why does this need to be in the 80s? <laughs> it's so like visually there's no indication that it's vi- like it's not interesting. It doesn't like for most of the movie it doesn't as- like aside from some costumes in a few locations, it doesn't really look like the 80s. It doesn't it's, like it takes place in Washington D.C., which is literally a city that just kind of looks the same no matter yeah. what time period <laughs> you're in. And they're all they're walking around like the all the monuments. It's like, well, this has looked the same for the last hundred years. So, and it's not like they did anything interesting with like the coloring uh, or lighting of the film to make it look like '80s. They didn't. Uh, they didn't do anything with the soundtrack to make it sound like '80s. It just like it felt. Especially with how much we've had, like, 80s resurgence in the last decade, it feels like, why didn't you just apply some of that to this movie? (laughs) Yeah, it just felt like, I mean, the Steve Trevor stuff was 80s, and I think that was the part I liked the most of the movie. And and then the rest of it just, yeah, it feels like it could be whenever. I mean, there is this, like, the 80s are associated with, like, greed and stuff, but I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it just... You know, like a, if it felt like an attack on like, like the Reagan administration and this kind of ide- ideology in the United States, and it's like okay, but are you, <laughs> are you gonna actually say anything about it? Or are you just like greed is bad? That's wow. basically all it is. Wow, <laughs> how compelling. Um, and and then the plot is not interesting and really just silly. I like the if it I is. had to choose one word to describe this movie, I would say silly. Yeah, it's absurd. It's it is, and like for how weird and silly the movie is, I felt like the final act was surprisingly boring. <laughs> it was. It was just weird, and <laughs> didn't make any sense again. No. <laughs> yeah, silly, nonsensical. Those are my that's my two word summary. Um yeah, not downright terrible, but not good by any stretch. So I no. I think I'm ready to give my rating and then go into spoilers. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm 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 going with the 5. I think it's uh marginally better than like Mulan, <laughs> which was bad. <laughs> So I def- yeah, I, I guess I think, think I enjoyed watching Mulan a little more, but I think the highs of Wonder Woman '84 with with Chris Pine and Gal Gadot <laughs> were a little higher. Well, Mulan wasn't two and a half hours long, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely helps. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna go with a, a five two. Um, yeah, it's just I I. You know, I don't remember what I gave Birds of Prey. I think Birds of Prey is better than this movie. I feel like oh, I gave it a similar way score. higher. Yeah, I think maybe I, I, I gave Birds of Prey like an eight or something. I stand by that. Birds of Prey is so much better than this movie. Yeah, it is not I, even close. I feel like maybe I gave that a five. I'm gonna bump that up to like a six and a half, maybe. <laughs> Compare because I think this is a solid five. There are like 
I mean, there's competent elements in it, and there's a few things I even like, like the Steven Trevor stuff, but it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty mediocre, slash slightly worse than average. <laughs> um, with that being said, like, I'm still, I'll still be excited for another Wonder Woman movie. Um, I, I like the character, I like kind of Gal Gadot as that, I like Patty Jenkins' direction, I just thought the script was just bad. Yeah. And and uh, maybe a little too much crammed into one thing, and it just got got out of control. I'd like yeah. to see a more contained Wonder Woman story. Me too. Me too. A final act that doesn't need a bajillion dollars worth of CGI poured into it. <laughs> All right, okay. on to spoilers. Spoiler time. Okay, so <laughs> where do we start with this? My, I'm just going to start with my one wish would be that this movie is just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I uh, I think the the moment where I realized how stupid this movie was going to be was when when Maxwell Lord wished to become the Dreamstone. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. I I was like, why didn't they just wish for unlimited wishes? That's yeah, I was like, when did they? explain that it took away something from you they did well i mean i think it's i think it's supposed to be one of those things where they hint at it with like various things that happen like like, i mean i I did notice the detail that the guy's coffee was like too hot after he wished for it like i think that was a nice little foreshadowing yeah because i was like huh why if he why was it hot when he asked for the coffee or when he wished for it um yeah also one thing that Go ahead, and then I gotta say something. That no, just say no what you wanted sense. to say. Okay, I was gonna say, why does she not just lose all her powers immediately? Why is it like dwindling away? And yeah. she doesn't seem any less powerful. She just no. seems a little less invincible. Well, like okay, so <laughs> I don't understand. It's so it's so strange because she's had Steve for a little while, and then she goes to the Middle East and has that insane action scene with. The, the car chase which that that is the one scene that i kind of had fun with because i thought it was just really stupid <laughs> i like how she was like sliding under the car on the that i'm like that is not how physics work if you push yourself <laughs> forward you're going behind the car like i thought you know for how for how often we've seen car chases it was somewhat unique in the fact that it was just her chasing cars like she was running the whole time <laughs> she looks she looked a little silly running she did, yeah. Also, she could that scene where she starts flying. I was Emily and I in the theater. We were just laughing so was, hard. That was bad. Oh my god. But like, yeah. So I mean, getting back to the Middle East stuff. Like, she's she seems still super powerful there, and not really much less powerful. Like, I guess she can't jump. That's like the thing that they keep talking about. <laughs> but like, she's but still. But she like, can still run at seventy yeah. miles per hour. She's still kicking cars into the air and stuff like, <laughs> and the kids playing in the street. Yeah, which I I laughed at that. That seemed like a freaking comedy bit. That seemed like something I'd seen like Airplane or like one of those types of movies where they're just there's a car chase and then in the middle of nowhere there's kids playing in the yeah, street. It's literally the middle of a desert, and then there's just like one house with kids playing in the middle of the street. And just all these explosions are going on. They don't notice. (laughs) 
It was so silly. And then the huge like wall that just forms and stuff. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That okay. The, their whole attempt at commentating on the Middle Eastern politics of the time just was so toothless. <laughs> like there was nothing. They were saying nothing. Like they were basically saying, "Yeah, they just." It sucks. And then all of a sudden, it's the Cold War. Yeah. And then the president, I guess they didn't want it to look like Ronald Reagan, but you're obviously attacking Ronald Reagan, so. (laughs) And then he's like, my one wish is more nukes. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, not like, you know, world peace or anything. Yeah. Also, what happens when wishes inevitably contradict one another that's what i was wondering too because yeah you have i mean someone has to have like wished for world peace you cannot tell me there's a single there's not a single person in the 80s in the midst of the cold war and stuff who doesn't wish for world or you know maybe all those people protesting ban nukes yeah (laughs) maybe you know one of them would be like i wish we didn't have any nukes in the world (laughs) Yeah, what happens then? We don't then, ever see an example of that. Apparently, he needs to touch people to get right their wish, which, wish, but then like the particles from the TV can touch people. That I, was maybe the dumbest part of the movie. I was like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make it. You're like explaining it, and it still is like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> the presidents were like, well, in a matter of saying, but not really. <laughs> And he's like, well, good enough for me. I, that, that whole bit of hit of Max's character, like, he seems to become, like, addicted to these wishes or something, but they don't ever really talk about that. He's just like, I need more wishes. He gets like, and then he's, he gets to the, the end of the movie and he's like having a good time. It was like really strange to me because he's like, he, it seems strange to me that he already has his deteriorating health, which is like the negative side effects. So he's also getting addicted to it. Like it didn't seem like it was just a hunger for power either. It seemed like maybe the stone was influencing him in some way. It was weird. I don't know. <laughs> I like how whenever somebody granted a wish, it just got windy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did somebody open a window in here? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> um yeah uh i did watch the uh it was very jarring for me but i really like how chris stockman which i'm sure you've watched his review yeah i love how he talked about how she's like a the or steve trevor comes back as a different guy for some reason that they don't really explain why yeah and then they're like well what happened to that guy is he just losing his job does he have a family like yeah well and like you know that brings up the whole ethical problem of this movie because like diana just has sex with this random dude without his (laughs) consent like it's like (laughs) and it's not ever addressed (laughs) i know i was thinking that too i was like this is really weird yeah it's it's it was surprising for me to see that in this movie. And it seems so unnecessary. Like, why can't he just be Steve? Yeah. Whatever. What's his name? Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. I wanted to say Steve Rogers. <laughs> Fred Rogers. Yeah. No, it, it wouldn't have changed anything, I don't think. Aside from the... 
like the end bit, I guess, where she sees the guy who was Steve Trevor. Okay, do you think that was a new scene since this movie came out now, or do you think that scene was already always in there? Because there is like like it was always in there. You think so? Because I mean, the movie literally takes place in July. Also, the part where they're like, "Oh yeah, it's the Fourth of July." I was like, that's convenient. Why don't we just fly through fireworks? That that's, seems safe. Nah, that's safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it was... I can see why you think it's added, but I don't... I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't have had enough time to do that with when they delayed this to Christmas. Because I feel like they only delayed it to Christmas until in, like, October or something. I don't know. That seems like a short turnaround time. I mean, it was, I don't know, it just, and I, it was weird, I think, that she was, like, looking at the guy, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it was weird, like, that, the whole interaction between them was awkward, and, I mean, for the reason I brought up before, if no other reason, but... (laughs) (laughs) What a weird movie. Also, the Olympic stuff at the beginning, (laughs) what... (laughs) It's so pointless. Like, it was so confusing too. At, like I don't think the theme that they, the lesson that Diana learns <laughs> at the end of that connects well enough to the rest of the movie at all. Like, like I, d- the truth is always the most important thing. And then like at the end, it's like about greed and stuff. I'm like that really doesn't. I yeah. mean, I guess the thing is, it, the thing is made by the god of lies or something. I thought it was gonna be like the god of greed or lust or power or something. Uh, but it's lies, so I so Loki. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay. Then they had the one guy who was like of Indian descent, and he's like, no, I'm an expert on Maya, ancient Maya stuff. I'm like, you couldn't have had someone from like the Yucatan portray <laughs> this character, you know, maybe a little bit more culturally appropriate. I'm going to be honest, until you brought up that scene, I completely forgot it was in the movie. (laughs) It was that useless. And, yeah. We can uh, talk about Kristen Wiig a little bit. Barbara Gordon. Whatever. Uh, I did, like, uh, I recognize Simon Stagg from Batman Arkham Knight. (laughs) Who he's got Wait, the what? airships. He's the guy with the like the uh I don't know what you'd want to call it. like I think they're called airships in the game, but they're like Zeppelins or blimps in Arkham Knight. Who is he in this? He's one of the the investors. Um oh. like So it's uh, probably just a name reference. Yeah, Max uh it is like Stag Industries and stuff. I'm like, hey, oh, I, okay. I know this. Um but <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other silly things about this Well, movie. L- let's talk about Cheetah or whatever. <laughs> okay. I want to be more. I want to be an apex predator. Apparently, I get more wishes now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Maxwell Lord says that since he's the Dreamstone, he can adjust it however he wants. He, he, he says a line like that at some point, which, fine, whatever, I guess. But, like... Just change the rules in the last third of the movie. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Gordon is like it it's such a like waste of character Minerva. or Minerva why Barbara Gordon <laughs> Batgirl <laughs> yeah Batgirl yeah okay Barbara Minerva 
Um, she's such like a wasted character, I think, because I kind of agree with you that she that that trope that they play on is done pretty well at the beginning of the movie. Like, I think she's, you know, her connection with Diana, if they had fleshed it out a bit more and maybe had more time of them together, it could have been pretty cool. Instead of her just kind of going crazy (laughs) and angry at Diana in, like, one scene. And feeling the need to wear high heels. (laughs) Yeah. I, like... I kind of like that she's like, oh, I want to be like Diana because she's she sees Diana as this very confident and like proud and, you know, just awesome person. But she doesn't realize that also entails getting her powers that she doesn't know Diana has. I think that's cool. Yeah, but that's I was fine. Like, I liked the first part. I liked everything about it until the third act when she's just all of a sudden I want to be an apex predator and turns into a jellicle cat. (laughs) (laughs) It did look pretty bad. I, I I didn't think it looked terrible. I think it looked worse when I first saw it, like in the trailer. But I'm like, yeah. there's no way to make it look good. I don't know. You can't have a humanoid cat look good. Is what we've learned in the last. <laughs> it does probably months. look better than the cats movie, <laughs> just because they don't. Go, it's not like they're not going for hyper. Like it's just humans with fur. It's not just that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. That f- battle against Cheetah is so pointless. Like, I, it is so anticlimactic because it's supposed to be like this the big action scene at the end of the movie, but it's so useless and boring and short. Like, there's, I, it really doesn't ever feel like Cheetah's a threat. Half of the time, Wonder Woman's just shielding herself. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, that armor is also useless. <laughs> like, yeah, it's supposed to be such great armor, and then it's just like, well, And then Cheetah not. just tears it apart in the first couple minutes that she has it on. Um, Yeah, I just, I felt like, I mean, Cheetah, I don't, I've never really gotten the point of her in the comics. She is, like, a big Wonder Woman villain, but I guess I don't know too much about her, so to me it never felt like she'd be that big of a threat to Wonder Woman. Um, but I didn't really feel like they justified her to be like the big final thing in this movie. And ironically, her wanting to not be like Diana anymore led to her getting electrocuted in the water. Where if presumably if she had <laughs> Diana's powers, she wouldn't be able to get electrocuted if Diana couldn't be. So that's true. <laughs> the irony, Holden. <laughs> um, I don't want to give this movie that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I doubt they thought about it. Um, uh, the whole her doing the lasso of truth and talking to the world and everybody's like, oh, the nukes are disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just laughing. I was 100%. Like, I did not understand how her broadcasting through the lasso of truth worked. I was like, what? I do not understand what she's well, first doing. First of all, first of all, Pedro Pascal is like yelling to like yeah. communicating, and then she's just like quietly talking. I just turned because I saw this in the theater with with Emily. I was like, "There's no way with all this wind in there that he is hearing her." I guess the lasso of truth goes around that, but still, it was well, like and, I don't, and think- then like the, the everybody's just like, "Well, the president ordered him to do that, so I guess we just got to take him to this private little island to." do this message yeah i don't know it was strange i you know the 
it was weird to me because the lasso, like they, they established earlier in the movie that it can make you see the truth in addition to tell the truth, which fine, whatever. But it never like established, I don't think as far as I know, that you can just talk through it. <laughs> like, I thought that was weird. Like, I, I don't know. That was super strange. And so that whole scene, first of all, that scene goes on for far too long. Like, it's just them talking. And it's like, it doesn't, it feels like it lost any sort of momentum that it maybe had within like a few minutes. And it's supposed to be like, I, I can compare it to something else I watched this week that did make me emotional. Like, it was supposed to feel emotional, but it wasn't. I just was laughing again because it's just so ridiculous because they're cutting to, like, all these other little stories of, like, the lady who has the heart attack in the <laughs> in, like, the little bakery or whatever it was, the cop shop. I thought it was, like, <laughs> I don't know what was, that was it the just, guy I, said. I was, I was, like, I hope you drop dead. I was just waiting for her to just, like, pop up Michael Myers style in the <laughs> background. I was just... <laughs> I was just laughing and the, like they're like, Yo. the nukes are disappearing, sir. Wait, okay, so you have to renounce, uh, everyone has to renounce their wishes, but what about the people who wished and then ended up dead? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I'm sure they ended up dead because of someone else's wish, so they might come back to life, but that, I don't know. I, but then somebody's got to be like, hey, you got to renounce your wish, apparently, even though we don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems strange to me that everyone renounced their wish. Like, that seemed just too convenient. Like, Wonder Woman's just that charismatic. that <laughs> her, her weird broadcast made everyone renounce their wish. You just know there's some greedy jerk, at least somewhere, who's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and I love how... Um love how they had to like say they wished it. He's like, do you wish for it? <laughs> Is that what you wish? He's like always rephrasing it. Like, why can't their intent be just good enough? Like, it has to be like, you have to say you wish for it. Yeah, I. that was strange. Also, um, how does he donate that much money to the Smithsonian if he has no money? <laughs> yeah. It's like a loophole from the very beginning. He's like, yeah, oh, like, I have I no investors, but... Is he just able to say that he's going to donate money and then they're like, oh, yay, come take a tour of our, like, of our back, back facilities, <laughs> like... I guess, and then he's, he's like, I'll just also throw a giant party. Yeah. No, that felt weird, too. That one, I, that one won't tick off all my investors <laughs> who know that I have no money and are pulling out. Boy, what a so many things to pick apart with this movie yeah and i i don't know it's just it's so long and i there's so much that i mean as i said before there's just so much that can be cut out there's so many scenes that i'm just like why is that there it's weird i did think it was it was really funny though because I, I just taught about the Indus Valley civilization in school. And I was like, nobody knows why it disappeared. And we had like a whole, we spent a week like looking at different theories. And in this movie, they're like, they looked back at civilizations that just randomly disappeared. And this stone was the answer. Uh, and they even mentioned the Indus Valley civilization by name. I was like, and you're just, you're just <laughs> like, how could I have missed it? I was like, wow, this ties right into what I'm teaching. <laughs> There's another thing that tied into, but I couldn't remember what it is. Oh, okay. I, um, you know, 
credit where it's due, I did kind of like the scene where she, where Diana renounces her wish. I kind of like the way they did that, where they didn't just show him disappear. <laughs> or turn like back just, into the other guy. Yeah. She that just guy's left. like, what am I doing here? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that they did that just so it wouldn't have been like an awkward conversation, but I thought, I thought the Who way they did that you? scene was all right. Um, yeah, I don't, the, it brings me, it makes me wonder, like, why is this the second in a trilogy? Like, aside from Steve Trevor coming back, it doesn't really feel like it connects too much to the first movie. So, feels like, like the last one, unless she just loves a new guy in the new one or whoever. Yeah. So, it, it, like, to not me, that it she would needs be like, to, I feel like, not that she needs to have a love interest, but they seem to, like, that was the other weird thing is that she's like so dependent on Steve Trevor for our happiness. Yeah. I was talking to Emily about it and she's like, that doesn't really feel like, you know, Wonder Woman's supposed to be like empowering women. That doesn't seem very female empowering that she's just so dependent on this one guy for her happiness. Yeah. She's literally been like in love with this and like pining for this dead guy for like 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> Only like 35 old and settle down 40 years. 40 well it's world war one oh it's world war one I. I was thinking world war two no yeah, no yeah. yeah no that's 70 years you're right <laughs> um <laughs> that's pretty sad yeah it You'd is think she'd it, be over it by then i mean i understand if they had like a genuine you know they were whatever one true love if you believe in that or whatever but like it's it, it just seems weird that they were only together for like a week maybe <laughs> Yeah, in that first movie, and she's still like obsessed with it. Um, yeah, just whatever. I guess what a weird movie. Also, Pedro Pascal hugging his kid at the end, very cliche. I both like. I thought the way they closed this movie was so lazy for pretty much everyone. Like, we don't know what happens to Barbara or whatever. We don't know. I mean. Like, does Maxwell Lord have any repercussions? That's for what I was like thinking. He's like, I want to spend all the time with you now. I'm like, too bad. You're going to jail, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you love your kid now. You're still not going to see him. Like, no. <laughs> wait. Also, everybody, nobody's memory is wiped. So how, what are the repercussions of that in this universe? I'm sure they're just going to ignore it in the next movie. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the next one will take place in the future. Well, that's like, I mean... Do, Wonder Woman 2077. Like, do the characters in Batman versus Superman remember the events of Wonder Woman 1984? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. And I, I also... I didn't... I thought the way they closed out Wonder Woman's, like, character was kind of whatever. I thought, I thought the ending of the movie almost seemed rushed compared to everything else that drug on so long. Like, it was the climax, and there wasn't very much resolution after. And uh, I suppose we better mention the Peggy Carter mid credit scene. Peggy Carter. Not Peggy Carter. <laughs> Linda Carter. Linda Carter. <laughs> There's too many superhero stuff. You, you said Barbara Captain Gordon. America you references. said <laughs> you Steve Rogers. Peggy Carter. <laughs> World War Two. <laughs> like, Wait a second, hold it! I watched Captain America last night. <laughs> Wonder Woman's not even a girl in it. Oh wait, this is this is Captain America. 
Yeah, no, and I that and that post credit scene, it was or mid credit scene. I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, I thought it was cute. I guess. Yeah, it was very inconsequential. Yeah, it it wasn't like oh, this cameo would have changed everything. It wasn't like a uh like plot thread for the next movie either. I don't I don't think it'll ever be returned to honestly. No, it's I just, just like think it's a little wink and a nod for all yeah. the fans. Which is fine. Literally, like she literally winks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm glad it was a mid-credit scene rather than during the movie. Yeah, that would have been distracting. <laughs> um, anything else, Holden? We've been we got the we got our money's worth out of this conversation. Yeah, we sure did. I think uh, this has no. been pretty fun to, to pull this. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe it was good we didn't do Happiest Season this week as well. Uh, yeah, a perfectly long episode. So. I, uh, yeah. All right, Olden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? I realized I forgot to mention during the review uh, that Is apparently... This a spoiler? No, it's not. Okay, Apparently, you. over half of all HBO Max users watched it on Christmas. <laughs> wow, I was not one with them, one of them. Yeah, well, we we were at home, but um, yeah, that was insane. Oh yeah, I guess that was the other. We should have brought that up. You saw it in theater. I saw it at home, but yeah. whatever. Did not make a difference. I'm sure. It didn't really. No. I still <laughs> laughed at it. I probably would have <laughs> just pointed more things out that was stupid about it. Oh, did we didn't the, even we didn't even mention the beginning mall scene, which I thought was just so silly. Yeah, we don't I thought that have, was. I didn't we, like that very much. I did not either. Uh, but we're done with it. Okay, we we're moving on. All the well, wait. You, what have you one more thing. I, oh, it geez. did have the highest weekend of any COVID nineteen opening. Wow, that's not very surprising. No, I mean it, and apparently it even beat Tenet, and it even opened in less theaters than Tenet. So. That Which still doesn't odd. surprise me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I probably liked it a little bit more than Tenet. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave Tenet a four, so. I did give it a four. I'm comfortable with that with that number ranking. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, actually, actually, on to what are you doing? Um <laughs> <laughs> Last okay, so I I mean obviously Christmas just happened, so you know got some some I got some movies as some gifts and stuff, um, but the main one I got is I got on Blu-ray the Grindhouse double feature, uh, the which contains Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie, which is the only one I haven't seen, and then the Robert Rodriguez movie Planet Terror. Um, I didn't watch them back to back. I actually haven't watched the Quentin Tarantino movie yet because uh, that one's the second one in the double feature. Um, but I did watch Planet Terror <laughs> directed by Robert Rodriguez. And it is one of the it is. I think I say this occasionally when I come across like a ridiculous movie and I probably said it with like Velocipaster, but this might be the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. It is hilarious. <laughs> I think like. 100% like anyone would have a good time with this movie just because it is so stupid it's so self-aware it's so like it's dripping like the B movies that it's replicating like I think the Tarantino one is also supposed to do that but I obviously haven't seen it yet but it's just 
if you see the poster for the movie, I feel like you get exactly, you understand exactly what kind of movie it's going to be. I'll, I'll look it up <laughs> while you're talking. Um, but it was, I mean, it's, I don't think it's like an excellent or even great movie by any means, but like it is very funny. I was laughing quite a bit. And it's got some great actors in it. It's got like Josh Brolin. It's got Bruce Willis. It's got, um, uh, who else am I forgetting? Who's obvious in that movie? I know I'm forgetting people, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty hilarious. Um, what are you are you seeing it, Jimmy? Yeah, she's got a gun for a leg. Yeah, <laughs> which does happen in the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, if you're like, I, I'm. I'm curious about the Tarantino one because, as I said, it is the only Tarantino movie I haven't seen. But it's just so stupid. And then it, the other thing about these movies is that there's like five trailers that were made by different directors of like fake movies. Uh, there's like an Edgar Wright one. There is a Rob Zombie one. There was, uh, I think Robert Rodriguez did do one of them. But a couple of these trailers got made into actual movies. One of which is Machete. I, I don't know if you, do you... Are you familiar with the movie Machete, Jimmy? I'm not. Okay. Danny Trejo movie. I think Robert Rodriguez also directed it, but uh, that was made into a movie. And the other one that was made into a movie was Hobo with a Shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the fake trailers they made. Made into an actual movie. Um, but yeah, I honestly very good time with it i might have to let you borrow that blu-ray after i'm done with it jimmy because i think you might think it's really funny (laughs) maybe we'll have to watch it together sometime yeah um but and then besides that what else i started watching the what we do in the shadows show i keep i think a couple times i had mentioned that i had started it but i had never really gotten into it but i actually watched it all the way through or i'm all the way through the first season now i'm on the second season and i do really like it i think it's pretty i don't think it's quite as good as the movie but like taika watiti and jermaine clement who made the first one are like pretty heavily involved with the series still so you can definitely tell it's pretty quality um then i have also i mean i watched christmas movies i watched probably probably three of the main standbys for a lot of people i watched christmas story i watched christmas vacation and i watched elf and I like all those movies all right. Probably my least favorite is Christmas Vacation out of those three. Um, I think that one for me is it's kind of I think I'm of the opinion that Chevy Chase, I think, is a funny person, but I don't think his movies are that funny. <laughs> like, I don't I can't really think of a Chevy Chase movie that I find hysterical. Yeah. But um, and I'm sure my dad is listening to this and like yelling at, at in the car at me for saying that. But uh yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I have and I adore Elf. I have such a soft spot for that movie, and I like the, a Christmas Story as well. But then the uh, other one that I watched that I figure you'd be interested in, Jimmy, is I watched Home Alone two. Finally, <laughs> what a classic! I caught the <laughs> end of it on TV on Christmas Eve. Nice. I yeah, I had never seen it before. I actually I was really surprised by it. I guess I didn't really know much about it. I was surprised how little I knew about it. I really didn't know that like there was a whole other like part where he lays traps i because uh, to me i was just like oh he's in new york how is he gonna do that but <laughs> there is and i thought it was even more brutal and hilarious than maybe <laughs> <laughs> he grabs the sink ah! 
<laughs> just got to the skeleton. See, that's we turned it on just in time for him to be setting all the traps and for that to happen. And he throws the bricks at Marv's head. <laughs> <laughs> so just in time for all the good stuff. I, you know, I, it's pretty, I think it's pretty close to on par with the first movie. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I put, I clumped them together. Yeah, I think it gets two. kind of a bad rap for some reason. I like. I thought it was pretty funny. And you have the pigeon lady. Yeah, pigeon lady, who's basically just the same character as the old man from the first movie. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a little more just fleshed the out. First movie in in the the second, and, and Donald Trump's like the lobby's over there to the left or whatever. Yeah. He says. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Again or whatever. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's his name? Isn't it? Uh, Pennywise and uh, oh yeah Tim Curry Tim Curry and Rob Schneider Rob Schneider <laughs> he's the bellhop <laughs> <laughs> which I laughed so hard when I saw Rob Schneider I was like oh my god this dates this movie <laughs> he's in a non Adam Sandler movie wow yeah incredible <laughs> um yeah, and I guess so that's pretty much all I've watched in terms of playing like games. I got a couple games for Christmas. I started playing uh, Resident Evil 3, the remake. I had mentioned on the podcast how much I loved the Resident Evil 2 remake, and this seems to continue a lot of it. I think it's a little bit easier because the second one is pretty stressful at times, and especially in terms of like resource management, but this one I don't feel like so far I've really had to save ammo or anything like that what difficulty are you on i'm on normal yeah that's what i played resi 7 at and that was yeah there were times i had to like reload or (laughs) resave to like get certain (laughs) uh uh supplies and stuff yeah no i mean honestly for me i never in other resident evil games i never have felt like i've necessarily on normal difficulty have felt like i'm running out of health items but this one that's probably the problem i have in this one if anything is i feel like i i'm reloading the game sometimes because i feel like i'm getting too hurt and i don't have proper resources to heal myself this is resident evil 3 is like that or resident yeah. Evil yeah three is like that I think yeah, two is probably. I think two's the better game so far, at least. I'm that's guessing what that's probably. Heard. If I'm yeah. gonna play one of them, I'm just gonna play two. Are they the same situation, just from different perspectives? Yeah, because t- they uh, occur simultaneously, like yes. canonically. I think a two is like you play as two different characters in two, and it's like all it's mostly set within the police station. And this one, you're more out on the streets of Raccoon City, and like moving around there and stuff but i'll definitely yeah. play two at some point um, yeah but uh yeah um Before and then i also i also played the doom eternal dlc the first expansion to that which that is that's brutally difficult oh my god like i i mean i had problems with like the main game just with how hard it could be but that game never felt like it was necessarily like I was struggling too much. Like it would be like I'd die a few times maybe in each fighting arena and then I'd move on, I'd beat it and feel successful. But this time like I would spend like 30 minutes on like one fight and then I was like, I have to turn down the difficulty. And this is on normal difficulty. I was like, I have to turn this part down to easy. I cannot do this. <laughs> and wow. so I I uh, 
I for a few of the fights I had to turn it down to easy, but after that I'd turn it back to normal. Um, and so I I mean it was a lot of fun. I think it's definitely a lot more for people who are really good at Doom, and I never felt like I got super good at Doom. Um, but it was I mean if you are a big fan of Doom Eternal, I'm sure you'll like it. I forget. Hold um, on. Did you do you like the first one better or, or Eternal more? I think Eternal is probably the I, it's hard for me. I think I might like the first one more just because it's a little easier. Um, I think the second one is probably more... It's more varied gameplay-wise. There's a lot more options that you can have to in, encountering enemies, and there's just a lot more... There's so much more to do in Eternal. So I probably like Eternal more overall, but Doom is... The first one is definitely the easier game. I don't know. It's hard. They're... they're fairly different in a number of ways um yeah and i finally beat yakuza kiwami 2 so that's three yakuza games down like five to go i think are you gonna play them all <laughs> i kind of want i mean i'm really digging it man and i honestly i don't think i'll like binge them like maybe i've because I, i've played three within one year like i may i probably won't keep doing that but i think if i buy you know the ps4 remastered collection of three four and five and then buy six at some point i'll just kind of slowly make my way through those i think occasionally that would i make them pretty often don't they mm-hmm they, yeah, they, they, they just do. released like a dragon this year right yeah they did and that one's apparently really good. I'm I'm kind of excited to get to that one eventually. Um, <laughs> eventually, once I get through three, four, five, and six. Um, How long is each game? Uh, Do they well, get longer or shorter? It's kind of weird because I think zero is probably the longest one from what I've seen. And I I mean in terms of experience, I think it's probably the longest one. Um, Kiwami one and two weren't too bad especially as far as open world games go i probably spent like 50 hours on each i didn't 100 it um but i did get a lot of the side content probably spent around 50 dollars or 58 dollars 50 hours on each um and i mean keep, i mean keep in mind this a lot of this was during pandemic so i'm not just like <laughs> spending all of my time my free time playing yakuza um but then the Zero. I literally put in like 120 hours into that game. Oh my goodness! I because I was like bound to determine. There's so much side stuff in that game, and one of the things you can do in Yakuza is if you beat all of the side missions, uh, which I mean, there's much more to the game than just the side missions and main story. There's like other things you can do, but if you beat the main game and the side missions, there's like a secret final boss you can encounter. And it's like very, very challenging. And I've always found it very rewarding to do that. And zero, there's just so much stuff to do that, like, I mean, I did a lot of the other stuff too. But when, by the time I had finished all the uh, side stories and got to fight the secret final boss, I was just like, wow, 120 hours. That's probably about how I felt when I platinum Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. Is I the mean, last I, it's... time I'm ever going to play this game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think beyond that, that's probably all I've done. I mean, it's quite a bit cause I've been on break, but, oh, I guess I've, I got the Majora's Mask remake for the 3DS Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I've been playing that and very fun. Still my favorite Zelda game, but what do you got, Jimmy? 
All right, Holden. Movie-wise, I uh, was determined to rewatch the Lord of the Rings movies over Ooh. break because I haven't really seen them in, in an environment that's not like a car <laughs> or just <laughs> an hour of it on TV. And I haven't seen like any of them in seven years. So I have been... And they're on HBO Max, which I had to watch Wonder Woman, even though I didn't even use it to watch Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I've been watching them like half of them at a time, mo- mainly on the treadmill, um, which, you know, part of me is like, oh, I'd love to see this on the big screen. But the part I did watch on the big screen, I'm like, you know, it actually looks better on a smaller screen because you don't like it doesn't look as aged. Oh, I guess. sure. Um, it's really holds up well watching it. And I, <laughs> I'm through the, the first two movies. Okay. And I've been loving them, Holden. I'm so into them, like the music and stuff. I've like gotten <laughs> teared up at at moments because I'm like, this is just such beautiful filmmaking. <laughs> like the money shot when they show the Fellowship of the Ring, like come over the hill one by one. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a moment of cinema history <laughs> that I didn't really even know existed. And like the whole um, Helm's Deep sequence and uh if you've seen the two towers it it reminds me of the part in wonder woman which i won't talk about but like that did not feel emotional at all for me but the at the end of the two towers when sam samwise gamshi's talking about like hope and fighting against evil and good and like i got like emotional and actually like started to tear up i was like (laughs) this is beautiful i'm gonna take the ring to mount doom are you Um, watching the extended versions they do not have the extended versions on there okay I think I will like look up the difference and maybe there's, watch some I know, of the scenes. There's like a bit there's like a crucial scene they cut out of the last movie. That's like the main one I remember. Like that's only in the extended version. Um but I've been really enjoying them. I've just I really want to dive into the behind the scenes of them all too. Mm-hmm. Like uh I haven't really done it yet, but I did catch a bit where Colbert was talking to Peter Jackson somewhat recently like within the last couple months about the Lord of the Rings movies because apparently he's just a huge Lord of the Rings nerd um and I didn't know that like they created a software that simulated the battles and like they so all the CGI armies in the movie like they each they just programmed them to do whatever like they just like here is all the orc moves or here's all the elf fighting moves or man you know and then they programmed it. <laughs> it's like they would render it not knowing what it was going to look like or like how people would like act and what it would like who would win. <laughs> so they yeah. program this like huge battle over like three days on these computers and then they'd look at it and they'd be like, well, we got to redo it because the orcs won or <laughs> um, it was that was really interesting to like to learn that. And it just like um, all the stuff behind it and watching it, I'm like these movies are remarkable for the the time they came out in the early 2000s and just the way they're presented i'm like and peter jackson literally having done like nothing of this scope before i'm like they just absolutely knocked it out of the park i think yeah i I really need to re-watch them i like i i remember i think i watched it watch them maybe through for the first time junior year and i high school or college high high school 
um, so a while ago, but I, I I remember watching them and not loving them just because I did watch the extended versions and I was like, these are like five hours apiece. I'm <laughs> there's so much there's so much of it. I was like, I'm not invested really. I'm also just not like a fantasy guy, so like maybe I maybe I'll rewatch them and have a similar opinion still. I mean, I respect the the craft, obviously, but. Yeah, and I mean, like, some of the fantasy stuff, it is, like, yeah, it's it's pretty fantastical. But I'm, like, at this point in time, I feel like nothing of this scope had been done, mm-hmm. really, this well. So it's just, I think they're just remarkable achievements of filmmaking, just yeah, in general. Sure. Um, so I'm really enjoying those. Uh, that's all for me, movie-wise. Game-wise, Ghost of Tsushima Holden. Oh, my gosh, I love this game. <laughs> it is my favorite game I've played this year, bar none. Um, it is just the love and detail put into everything. The The main quest has been great so far. I just finished like the first act. It's like three acts. I just finished the first part. Um, the side stuff is just so well done, and it just pushes all the right buttons to make you really feel immersed in this world. Mm-hmm. Um all the side quests are like unique there you can tell that they really put a lot of thought into them like each one has like its own title page with like the um like a stamp like a like a japanese you know thing and you can tell just like the the duels are super cool and i've been spending a ton of time in photo mode because it's just like not the most graphically impressive game but just a gorgeous game um i think my my biggest gripe with it is that you can't like I want certain perks of certain armor but I don't like the look of it or I don't like the look (laughs) I like the look of it in its base version but when you upgrade it the look changes and I don't like it when you like the look when it changes so it's like oh sure I won't upgrade an armor because I think it doesn't look cool (laughs) so um, I think that's one thing I did like about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is you could change your armor but you could keep the same appearance yeah so you could really customize your appearance and get your well that's like what spider-man does too yeah and um i just i wish there was a little bit more customization or leeway when it comes to that because a lot of the higher end armor i just think it's like over the top and it doesn't look good in my opinion (laughs) but i want the perks especially when the game is starting to get like harder and the the enemies are starting to get more challenging and all that but I love it. The gameplay is so fun. It's so fun. I'm starting to get get the hang of the stealth stuff too. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was telling you earlier. I'm gonna. I, I my dad's the one who got that for Christmas. So I'll probably have to wait a while before I borrow it from him and play it. But yeah, I I love it, and I will certainly be working for the platinum trophy on that because I think like 13% of people have it. So I, I don't think it's too far out of reach. So. Oh okay. Um. It'll take. I looked it up. It's like sixty hours or so to get to do that, which is like the really good amount for me for a big open world game like that. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Assassin's Creed level. Oh my goodness! But I just love it, and the photo mode is is fantastic, and it's hard. It's hard to put down, which is which is uh, really good to say. It's yeah, definitely my uh, my game of the year, having not played Half Life Alex. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's that's what I got. Holden, next week we'll be doing Soul, the Pixar movie on yep. Disney+. Plus. Apparently really good. So yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, and then we'll also be doing uh, Happiest Season for sure. Probably. Yes. Except I don't have Hulu anymore. Can you not get it on Hulu? Do I have to get I Hulu think so. for I think month? it's a Hulu exclusive. God dang it. <laughs> I'll get Hulu for one month for the listeners. <laughs> For the listeners, Holman. For the listeners. If you can dream it, I can make it. What does he say in the movie? Do you like your life? I can make it better. What does he say? Something like that. I don't know. If you dream it, you can have it. Something (laughs) like that. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, and Happiest Season is one of our listener requests. So you can send in those requests by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already and include that what movie you want in that review. Or you can send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com, have it in the email, or you can have it, or, or you can donate to our Patreon and give us a request that away. Um, yeah, and we're always open for more requests. It doesn't really look like we're getting too many more movies too soon, so <laughs> we'll need stuff. Or we'll just, um, or God forbid we start watching what we actually want to watch now. Oh, yeah. God forbid. <laughs> we did that once with Minority Report. Look how that turned out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I th- oh, yeah. And then there's the Facebook and all that jazz. And I'll, uh, We really yeah. need to write a script for the outro. <laughs> yeah. No, I like improving it each time. <laughs> Yeah, it did. really it really makes us seem less professional because yeah, I'm worried we come off as too professional. We definitely do. <laughs> that's a problem we have yeah all right olden anything else are we done here i think we're done all right adios pantalones love you